0: Son of a son, son of a son,
1: son of a son. Wow, little Jimmy Buffett for you on this Tuesday. Sandy Max, Steve Scafidi, and our guest, our regular guest on Tuesdays nine thirty, Dan Schaefer, reporter, columnist, a guy who's got a lot of thoughts about things. <laughs> And we're going to start with the freeway thing, because you just wrote a piece last week. What should be done with 794? That's right. All right, tell me. And thanks for having me on. Good to see you, Sandy. Good Good to to see see you, Steve. All right, so give it to me. What should be done with 794? Your opinion.
0: My opinion is that we should move forward with studying the full removal concept that has been put forth as one of the options by the wisconsin department of transportation uh i think this could be really a game changer for downtown milwaukee if we remove this stretch of freeway in between the hone and the market interchange i know this can be a bit of a confusing project to talk about because most people associate 794 very specifically with the Hone bridge right and the, the proposal that are going forward are not touching the Hone bridge at all i want to be very clear about that I want to keep the Hone bridge as it is uh don't want anything don't want any changes there but the the stretch of road that's in between uh, the Marquette interchange and the Hone Bridge, you know, that, that was I think uh, another piece of this argument that I think has been a little bit confusing is w- why now? Why are we talking about this now? And well, in late 2021, the Wisconsin Department of Transportation proposed a replacement of many of those kind of bridges and ramps that are around in between that area. The price tag for that was going to be three hundred million dollars to replace it in kind. That's a lot of money. So I think. A lot of people are approaching this like, well, if we're going to have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars, let's take another look at this. Let, let's see if we could do something differently. Let, let's see if we can, you know, draw on our history in Milwaukee and and, and see, uh, you know, think about a recently successful project like taking down the Park East Freeway. See if we can have similar success with, you know, reimagining, rethinking how we might use 794 in downtown.
1: On the, the economics of it, is there a thought that the at-grade replacement would be much cheaper than
0: the... Current version redone? Well, that's what we don't know. That That's what we don't know yet. The Wisconsin Department of Transportation has never meaningfully studied what the costs would be, what the feasibility would be. Uh, with this project. So as I reported this story, as you mentioned, published last week, uh, I published it with at Milwaukee record. I have a partnership, uh, with Milwaukee record to, to publish a story on occasion. And that's where you can find this one. Uh, but I talked to some city officials about this and, you know, they talked about, you know, what the impetus for this was. Well, it's, it's $300 million for, for these things. And and the DOT is going to be doing something here anyway. Uh, But basically what's happening right now is is, this is how it's been explained to me is that there are there's a replacement in kind option. There's six different kind of various uh, replacement options, and then there's two removal options. Well, what the city wants to see and what a lot of advocates want to see is one of the removal options to kind of move to the next phase. So a number of these will essentially get voted off the island in this process. A couple will continue. What the city wants to see and what a lot of advocates wants to see is the Department of Transportation to meaningfully study the removal concept for the first time ever. What does that mean exactly? Like when you say removal, just regular streets? So I, I think that that's part of what has to get figured out. And, and I think that the biggest concern would be figuring out how bridges would go over the Milwaukee River. And if you would have to cr- build new bridges over the Milwaukee River. Well, I
1: think the that. answer is that probably yes. Probably yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And so I think, you know, that they're. I mean, I'm not going to speculate on, on what a price tag would be. But highways are expensive and highways are expensive to maintain. And this is, you know, we have all kinds of different projects going on around M- on around the Milwaukee metro area everybody's been in construction all summer these are really costly projects. These are hundreds of millions of dollars that our Wisconsin Department of Transportation is spending every year to maintain these these freeways. And and you know this is a very valuable piece of land, 794. And and by opening it up, you could invite all kinds of uh, development to you know build these connections between downtown and the Third Ward, make it a safer place to walk and bike and get around, and and really you know kind of leverage the access point there you have right between the river and the lake. It's it's one of the greatest. Most valuable pieces of real estate that we have in the state of Wisconsin.
2: So to visualize this, you'd yeah. have seven ninety four coming up from Bayview in the south side mm-hmm. over seven over the home bridge, and mm-hmm. then still go right up to Lincoln Memorial. Exactly. And then you wouldn't be able to turn left on Milwaukee, Michigan, there. And then if you were coming up ninety four northbound through the Marquette, you just wouldn't be able to turn off where it says go to Lakefront and go to Plankinton. Exactly. So now you've got this whole space that you are imagining. Now there is no expressway there. But it is all flat so you'd have Clyborne still there and you'd still have Michigan you know you still have all those east-west streets right but more walking space or more ability to build buildings like how does how does having an expressway go to a city but not through a city better yeah I think
0: I think that's the key thing is that highways work best when they're going to a city and not through a city and and so you know this is these are two. Neighborhoods that people come to visit. We just talked about, you know, in the summer, how many people came downtown to Milwaukee to, to you know, experience the lake and the and the festivals and all these different things. Um, but I think one of the things that you have to think about with with 794 and like how people use it as well is that we also have I-43 serving a lot of those southern uh, suburban communities. So if you want to get to the market interchange to head west uh we have 43. So there are other options. So if you want to get downtown, you can take the hone. If you want to get on through the market interchange to get elsewhere, uh, you can take 43. And I think by opening that up, like you said, it, it'd be options where – Uh, there'd be some public space, you'd invite some space for development. And I think, you know, one thing that you have to remember too is that Milwaukee is a city, its budget is very reliant on property taxes. So a lot of these developments and things like that, you invite new development, that's new people paying property taxes. That benefits the whole city. Those go towards funding police and fire and libraries and all those different things when you bring in that tax revenue. You know, even once we have the sales tax kick in next year, Milwaukee will have over reliance on property taxes in a big way. So that's one of the things that city officials told me uh, when I was talking to people about this piece was that, you know, they, they really want to, this is, this is a commercial development play as well. This is about building the tax base. This is about uh, growing the city to a million people as, as mayor Johnson has repeatedly said.
1: Yeah, that's the big question. I want to get to the park East comparisons after the break. We're joined in studio by Dan Schaefer reporter columnist. You can see his work at the recombobulation area and what's the uh, website for that, quickly?
0: Uh, we publish on Substack, Recombobulationarea.substack.com. You can also, of course, find me on Twitter at Dan R. Schaefer. Very active on Twitter. There. We've, that's tr- that's we've tr- gotten into it a little, bit, little in a, bit, in a nice way. That's right. Because we're right. respectful of each other. We can disagree without being disagreeable, Absolutely.
1: Right? Yeah. I say that all the time. <laughs> Agree to disagree. All right. Dan Schaefer. More after this. Oh, a little Dreamweaver there,
2: right? No, this is love. Is a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm lumping There's all very slinky song. From I'm Gary lumping Ranks. all
1: his music, Gary Wright music, together because it all it sounds amazing. It's the soundtrack of my rest in peace,
2: Gary Wright.
1: Yes. All right, Dan Shaver in studio. The recombobulation area is uh, where he deposits most of his wisdom. and He's joining us every Tuesdays. So I've heard Dan the the Parkies comparisons. Mm-hmm. Now that was a dead end. It basically just dumped off. It, it was like a vast wasteland for many many years. I don't know that it was that controversial to take it down as, I I shouldn't say it It was controversial, but not like this one would be, because I've already got texts that say, I use it every day, I connect to 94, I-41, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I guess for me is I had the sense a long time ago that they kind of knew what was going to happen in that area that the Park East used to be on. They had a sense the Bucks might be there at some point, given Mm -hmm. the age of the Bradley Center. Do we have a sense today, other than just, Hey, this general idea that these parcels would be for sale and could host big buildings or whatever, do we have a sense that the developers in Milwaukee are already saying,
0: ooh, we know what could go there? Are we getting to that point of this conversation? I think developers are really excited about this possibility. You know, there was a public discussion, public forum that happened at Marquette University a few weeks back that I attended, uh, and there was a panel discussion with many Milwaukee developers, a lot of big names, um, and you know they were they were pretty excited about this possibility and the possibility to to you know kind of extend the momentum that has been that we've seen in downtown and developing a lot of these new residential places, new commercial developments, things like that. Um, you know, I th- Bob Monnet from the Mandel Group was there. He was one of the people on the panel. He talked about how and to and to you know bring the connection back to the Park East. He talked about how the Mandel's North End development, which which has been huge and and really revitalized a stretch of. Uh, Milwaukee's downtown that was dormant for a long time. He said he didn't think that project would have happened had the Park East been there. So mm. I think that's the, you know, that's a lot of the logic. Of course, it's not a direct apples to apples comparison with the Park East and 794, but I think developers are seeing it similarly where they could, you know, reimagine something uh, to to develop the way that they did in the North End and the way that the Bucks ultimately did in Pfizer Forum and the Deer District. And I think that is, there's a lot of possibility. And I think. You know, again, and and Sandy was mentioning this uh, over the break. Here is that you know this this is just about studying it at this point, right? We just want to have a meaningful study about what is uh, what what this could be for the Milwaukee. Yeah, you
2: started this conversation by saying I support studying what this could become because the Department of Transportation—that's kind of the missing piece of this puzzle—is really researching traffic flow and how many cars would it affect if. Seven ninety four. If that spur is gone, mm-hmm. how how much would it affect traffic? Mm-hmm. We may be surprised, or we may be reinforced, and we we'll go, "Hmm, we really do need that spur." Mm-hmm.
0: And but, I think there are some. You know, I, when I talk to people at the city, they are even the, even Lafayette Crump, the commissioner of the Department of City Development told me that, you know, full removal or a slimmed-down version are kind of 1 and 1A on what they would like to see, what the city would like to see at 794. But he's like, well, we don't know how that would necessarily affect the port of Milwaukee. We want a better understanding of, like, what bridge replacement and repair would cost. You know, we we want this to be meaningfully studied by the Wisconsin Department of Transportation.
1: I've been lumped into the pro-freeway crowd, because we built an interchange, first one in Milwaukee County, in, I don't know, 50 years or 40 years. And I, I think it worked out. So as a pro freeway guy, Mm -hmm. and I would argue that many of the the connection problems we have in the city are because at some point in the development of I-94, they shut off that connector between the stadium and 894. They shut off some of the other spurs that were supposed to connect us. That's history. If we keep going down the road of, of, of minimizing our freeway system because we like, you know, urban landscapes and landscaping and, you know, fancy boulevards, is that fair to the People, many people, and I've got about eight different versions of that on the text line, Mm -hmm. who drive to work, just want to get there fast. And they want to get to anywhere they're going, a Brewers game, Bucks game, work, up north, quickly. Is it doing a disservice to those folks by saying,
0: well, it's a few minutes longer, suck it up. I think there's trade-offs there. You have to understand that there are trade-offs when you are making that convenience for people who don't live in Milwaukee. That it, The trade-off there is that the neighborhoods within the city are divided by these massive, massive pieces of concrete. And I think, you know, just to the, broaden the topic about freeways and, and infrastructure in general in Milwaukee, I think the 794 discussion is actually the second most interesting freeway uh, removal project being discussed in Milwaukee. I, th- I actually think the stadium freeway well, that's what we're going go next. Much more interesting, yeah. and, and really could go to you know addressing some of the core issues in Milwaukee because that is a freeway that literally divides you know diverse neighborhoods and and. Uh, it is essentially the western boundary of one of the city's best parks in Washington Park. Uh, and so I think, you know, the, the stadium freeway removal is is one that, to me, is a lot more interesting than the than the 794 one, because that could go to some of the bigger picture issues that Milwaukee deals with.
1: He is Dan Schaefer. He's our guest every Tuesday, 930, right here on WTMJ Now. I'll take a break. We'll get to that stadium stuff and a few other items that uh, popped up in your columns over the last few weeks. Dan Schaefer, our guest, Sandy Steve, WTMJ Now. Oh, well done, producer Charlie there. We are joined in studio by Dan Schaefer, reporter columnist, the Recombobulation Area. If you go to recombobulationarea.substack.com, you can uh, sign up, get some brilliant writing on the issues of the state of Wisconsin. That's why he's here. Um, a little bit on, on the uh, stadium. I actually am supportive of just ripping that north piece down. I mean, why? There we go. Why? Yeah. I mean, this would, I think, open up a real area for improvement better looking city more vitality cool stuff maybe their own district of of some sorts uh, i think this this one i think if you talked talked about the two things 794 stadium stadium would be way higher on public acceptance of ripping that sucker down
0: i i completely agree i think it's a much more important project ultimately than than 794 i think of course for you know that building the tax base and all those different things that we were talking about that 794 could bring this really important but i think what what state seven ninety four what uh, what one seventy five and the stadium freeway could do you know and, and it's, I think this is a really interesting moment for the west side of, of Milwaukee and the west side of Milwaukee County. We're talking about what the Brewers might do next. We're talking about a freeway expansion. We're talking about redoing that stadium interchange. You know I, that is also creates an impetus for for reexamining how we how we use certain things and and I think uh, you know when I was I, I did a, I wrote a series two years ago called expanding the divide and that's it was an in depth reported series on the proposed expansion to i 94. And kind of with that, I wrote a piece called tear down the stadium freeway in Milwaukee. And and that I think, you know, is a project that um, could really bring together some segregated neighborhoods. We always talk about how Milwaukee is one of the most segregated metro areas in the country. If you look at the demographics on either side of that freeway, that freeway is a dividing line. Uh, you look at where that freeway dumps out on North Avenue. There's, you know, I think one uh, Peter, Peter, Berge, Peter Bergellis, the County supervisor who's, uh, been advocating for for reimagining this called it a a, a fast track to wendy's uh, you know that it's not exactly uh, you could really you know reimagine what's going on on north avenue at that inter- intersection in the uptown neighborhood that's yeah. been seeing some really positive momentum in recent years as well um and and I think washington park is a big piece of that too because you have this beautiful Olmsted Park, right in the middle of the city, should be this absolute gathering place. You know, I live in that neighbor, close to that neighborhood. I go to Washington Park Wednesdays. Love that park, uh, but it, the one border of it is a freeway. You know, it's hard to have a dense residential neighborhood with a park next to it when you're when you're walking across a freeway to to get there. It's it's not it's not a great experience.
1: I look at it this way: there, there's leaders and there's transformational leaders. Who wants to step up and say this is what Milwaukee could be? you know we can get bogged down in the the crime stories and you know we can't get this year that you know that mantra has been going around for decades Mm -hmm. but if we start to do things in a big fashion with some you know forward thinking not next year not ten years forty fifty years from now what the city could be Mm -hmm. that piece and whatever happens around seven ninety four could be part those are really important areas in our city and if we start thinking about this in different ways i'll use my personal example Drexel Town Square was a field I had to be convinced and for the first few months I said hell no we're
0: not doing that. It
2: wasn't even a field, it was a gravel pit.
0: Yeah, it was ugly.
2: <laughs> well, look With at chain link fence around it.
0: Exactly. Well, I think that it goes to show you that if you keep doing things the same way over and over again, we're not going to see change right. in this city. You know, and I think we all want to see change in this city. There's so many opportunities to do so and I think, you know, if we keep uh, prioritizing, you know, fast in and out uh, freeway access to different neighborhoods that that takes a there's there's a, there's a zero sum game there and and you take away some opportunities by building freeways and overbuilt freeways and 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 I think that um you know whether it's the stadium stadium freeway whether it's 794 it's it's time now where we can do things differently and we have new leadership in place that that is going to prioritize doing things differently and I think that's an important piece of this too
1: hey real quick we only got about a minute but uh, Robin Voss was on the show last. Thursday I believe and he made some headlines saying basically if judge Janet Protasiewicz doesn't recuse herself from this redistricting case we may impeach her
0: the senate assembly your reaction
1: I made a lot of headlines all over
0: the place yeah made some national headlines always yeah. great when wisconsins in the headlines for i don't know trying to impeach a judge before she's even seen a case that's that's pretty uh, novel yeah you know it's just it's the it's it's not exactly a surprising move from Robin Voss you know he he didn't really uh, after the 2018 election, he moved to strip powers from the governor's office once there was going to be a Democratic governor. After the 2020 election, he launched all these in- investigations into the legitimacy of people's votes in that election. All you have
1: to do is say Gableman.
0: G- Gableman, exactly. It was more than Gableman, too. He put Janelle Branch in, in charge of the Senate right. or the Assembly's Election Committee. Uh, and in this this election, too, he's he's just not happy with the results. And you know what? When you lose elections... Maybe it's time to adjust. Instead Re- of try to uh, undo the results, maybe it's time to t- time to take a new path for Robin Voss and the Wisconsin Republicans. Are you as optimistic, quickly, as the
1: two gentlemen we had here Friday, Bill McCausch and Joe Zipecki, on a uh, tax plan deal that seems
0: like they thought... Could get worked on be worked out between Evers and the legislature. Yeah, room for compromise here, right? I think there is. I think the one provision that I don't like in it is the adding the constitutional amendment for require two thirds vote for tax increases. I don't like that provision. I think the rest of it is is there's a lot of room for compromise there.
1: All right, always great to talk to you, Dan Schaefer, the recombobulationarea.substack.com, dot and always great to talk to you. Um, I guess you will be with Sandy next week as I'm jetting off to Tuscany on Friday, so. Sounds rough. (laughs) It does. I just wanted to throw that at you. All right, Dan Shaver, great to talk to you.